Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to the number one podcast, your favourite goalkeeping podcast presented by two lovely lads. I am Lloyd Griffiths and this is David Priest. It is David Priest. Guess who's back, back again. We- Davey's back with his friend. I've been practising that all morning and coming down and that. <laughs> is that your little intro? Yeah, that's my little intro, that. I like it, mate. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's a lovely little start. <laughs> we've, been, we've been away. We've been away for a while. We've been having a nice relaxing break. We've been away from each other. That's yeah. why I'm being able to do this. I know. I know. You've been up in uh, in, in Lincolnshire. I've been everywhere, mate. You've been everywhere. You've been yeah. very busy, haven't you? Yeah, I am, yeah. Um, I went to the World Cup. Yeah, you did. Got absolutely bladdered because um, you can drink alcohol in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whilst watching the game. What about the vodka? Did you tear apart no, a little bit of vodka? Absolutely on? not, no. I, I cannot drink no. vodka straight. No. Why would you want to do that? Well, you have to do it like bending over. <laughs> it's stuff like that <laughs> where you've tuned back in. Awful jokes and goalkeeping um, uh, stories, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, the World Cup was so long ago that I don't think there's really any point in talking about no, it. No, not really. It's all been done to death. It was yeah, a done to death. lovely tournament, though, wasn't it? it was I really enjoyed tour- it. Lovely I, tournament. I enjoyed it. One of the best, I think. Um, I got to see England in a World Cup semi-final, which I was very happy with. Um, not many have, live. Not many have, live. Uh, and then I went to the World Cup final as well, uh, which was, which is, I mean, as, as a neutral... What a game! Yeah, what an absolute game! Uh, but what have you been up to since uh, since we? Oh God, I don't know. Loads of stuff, doing loads of radio and things like that, which I really enjoy. You've been doing a lot of goalkeeping stuff. Obviously, people that follow you on Twitter, you'd be able to see that writing articles about goalkeeping, yeah, being on various chatting podcasts with like big listenerships. Yeah, it's just, it's all been going going well, and it's, it was a, that's one thing the World Cup was good for. It was good for goalkeeping. Especially sort of from an England perspective, there was a lot of interest there, and it was good to see that uh, Jordan, if there was any doubt, as he seemed to have won, a, won a, most of them over yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Tell you what, though. What? Well, Jack Butland's having a bad time at the moment. Oh, bless him. I mean, going from being at the World Cup to second bottom in the Champions League. Raging last bottom. night as well, raging, apparently fighting with Ryan Shaw crossing the tunnel. and Really? You could see him after, when the goals are going in, the frustration coming out of it, and they're just. <sighs> Somebody. 
commenting on Twitter today is the only way that he's going to save himself or, or try and give himself a chance of rescuing his England career is if he moves abroad. Sort of before the end of uh, end of this continental window, which yeah. could happen because I know it's only four games in or something, three or four games in, but it looks like but I mean that's you know almost like the Joe Hart thing, right? If you mm. need to save yourself, you need to, you need to go abroad, and you know there's a, there's a it's, there's been a lot going on, and also like what we're going to do for this podcast, we're just going to talk about the ins and outs, what's been going on in the goalkeeping world, just so we're all up to date. We'll address any uh, any any highlights from the Premier League uh, and worldwide that come up, but basically we just want to talk about who's come in, who's come out the main stories from the summer and then we'll crack on to that going forward on this podcast we've got a number of decent guests lined up uh, I know we've been saying that and we, we had about <laughs> four or five last season but this year we've got actual goalkeepers like last season was just, uh, we're just trialling things weren't we last we? season yeah. was just to get us a nice back catalogue mm. for this season when you know we'll be basically doing a cookery show with Edison <laughs> Do you know what's been nice though? What? Been getting some nice messages, sort of people oh, DMing, yeah. people DMing me, and even this morning getting people tweet me asking me when the, the the pod's coming back. So here's your answer. Yeah, we're we're back today. I'll uh, I'll edit this. It's Tuesday today, isn't it? Is it? No, Thursday. Thursday. Oh Oof. my god, it's Thursday today. I'll uh, I'll be editing this later on. It'll be out tonight, hopefully. Um, so what we're going to talk about, you know, the, the various. Uh, various international it's, it's been it's been interesting and this will go in no particular order and I think the main story goalkeeping wise is he isn't he is is Klopp going to bring in a new goalkeeper and he did yeah and you've been banging on about this for about <laughs> six to seven months that you were going oh Alisson's going to go to Liverpool I've got a source I've got a contact <laughs> and it's happened mate your source and your contact I've gone through. It was it went sort of like, I think it was last November, uh, sort of Alisson and, and Jack Butler both sounded out, they, both their clubs were approached. and So anybody thinking that it was just a £67 million splurge panic buy on the back of what happened in the Champions League final, it's it, it just wasn't. You know, it was it was always the long-term plan to... to uh, to get Alisson in, the only thing that would have scuppered that is if Real Madrid might have entered the the race. But yeah. I think that um, the way that Liverpool went after Alisson, and you know, sometimes that that goes a long way with with players. You know, when you somebody makes you feel really wanted, yeah. and he's a great fit there as well. We've seen already in the two games he's played already this season. Well, he's he's fit, full stop, mate. Oh, Not man, a great yeah. fit. Yeah. Well, Beautiful do you know he's having a bit of a troubling time with his complexion at the moment? Do you right. know, I'm a bit worried about that. I don't know why that is. Do you think it's, different, uh, do you think it's uh, when you say complexion? Do you think it's like different? Changing water. Well, I mean, well, I mean Scouse water. When it ever happened to me, um, people always say, "Well, can you ask you? you maybe you should ask your mum if she's t- changed our washing powder." Yeah. You know what I mean, or um, yeah, I don't know if it's um, if it's like the Brazil clearer sills, uh, a different one from the European one. Yeah, true. You know I mean? So, uh, but good luck with that. You know, I hope his skin clears up very soon. He's a uh, yeah, say so two clean sheets so far. Do you think? I mean, I think I know what the answer is, and I think this is a stupid question, but you know, we've got to fill the podcast. Do you think it is the right signing for them? Oh, massively. I mean, there'll be sterner tests than West Ham and Crystal Palace, even though Crystal Palace actually played quite well the other night. Yeah. But um, just with the ball at his feet, man, you know, just 
him and Edison are just taking things to a, a, a totally new level. Yeah. Uh, and his range of passing is just ridiculous. I don't know that everybody's um, was banging on about uh, Naby Keita, like, sort of his little Cruyff turn inside and his pass forward, which was brilliant. Yeah. But it all starts off like, you know, because um, he picks him out with a pass straight away. And I was talking to uh, Andy Heaton, who does the um, Anfield rap. Yes. Uh, one of the lads at Lanfield Rap, and I mean, I taught him quite a lot about goalkeeping, particularly about Liverpool. And uh, he said he was right on the, the edge of the box, I thought it was the first half or second half. And he says the difference you can tell already just by when the ball's down the other end of the pitch, Alisson and Van Dijk organising things. He says it didn't happen before, do you know, it wasn't so, or it wasn't so uh, pronounced. Yeah. You couldn't see it so clearly, but you can see them. Both of them just ordering people about making sure because it, it, part of their game, or maybe it's a weakness against their game, is uh, they can get countered uh, quickly. You know, if they flood people forward because they get forward so fast, if somebody counters just as quickly on the on the yeah. opposite side of it, they can get caught out. Well, it's not just about making sure they've got a great keeper to you know to combat the one v ones, it's to make sure it doesn't get that point and. Like I said the organisational skills and he, we we talk about presence as a goalkeeper, but you just look at him and he's just he, he looks immense. Yeah, you know he, what I mean? he looks he looks like some sort of uh, Roman soldier. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's the best way to describe him. He looks like some sort of Roman soldier, and his door is shut. Do you know what I mean? No yeah. one's getting into that that that. Um, that castle is looking after. Do they have castles in Roman times? I don't really know, but you get what it's I'm saying. It's a fort, Roman fort. It's a Roman fort, yeah. yeah. He's basically going, this door shut, mate. You'll have to seek some other <laughs> form of entry. But I, I think everyone, last year, everyone was banging about Liverpool and, you know, who they use. Do they use carriers? You know, do they go back to Mignolet? Do they go into the market? Obviously, Jack Butland was yeah. was was looked at. Um, with Alisson, you kind of fancy their chances. I know we don't really, you know, we... We concentrate on you know on on the box, but you kind of you you'd expect Liverpool to be up there this season with oh. the team they've got as well. The, the reinforcements they've brought in, not just the reinforcements, but the you know the, they've got some cracking signings, and then even bringing on like Shakiri, and he's not going to start yeah, every Sha- game. Shakiri Henderson on the bench for being your. They've got like they just got that was a thing people said that was going against them. The they depth. Did yeah, straight yeah. the depth, yeah, but now they've got it. And uh, and even that, I mean, you know, they've got young kids who, who are like so Trent Alexander Arnold. Joe Gomez looks great alongside, yeah. or he has looked great so far alongside Van Dyke. So, yeah, it looks good. I, I just, yeah, you, as a neutral, you, you want to see it's more competitive. But I mean, it's they've got some standard to keep up to to stay with City, haven't they? They have, and also, um, <laughs> so Carius is looking like he's probably going to go out on loan to Besiktas yeah, for, for two years. With then, if he fulfills his uh, obligations, with a, a buyout clause mm. at the end, that, you know. So uh, it looks like Carius might, and this is all speculation at the moment until it comes to fruition. It looks like Carius might be off on his way, um, which means that um, the number two goalkeeper again will will uh, will be Simon Mignolet. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's probably a, it isn't the worst thing for for Simon because I'd imagine he'd play the EFL and FA Cup games, which yeah. for a club like Liverpool, you'd imagine that's still put him into double figures this year. And I think that's um, well, I mean, it's, I don't know what his his options were. There hasn't been many whispers about him leaving. Whether he, he, anybody would be interested, but you would have thought it would have been a, a similar move to Carius should he leave. But yeah. Um, it's probably works out best for everybody. I, I didn't think Loris Carey should have left, but when he came back in pre-season, the, the couple of mistakes he made in 
Uh, the Tranmere game. Versus, yeah, and in, in, in the, the Chester game. It, yeah. Uh, in the warm, did you see that on my website? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's just a, it was a difficult situation, and, and I know that he's he will be mentally strong. He will come back from it, but yeah, yeah it's, it's not a bad move. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You talked earlier on about Real Madrid possibly coming in for uh, for, for Becca. They didn't. Um, they went for Courtois mm-hmm. instead. So Chelsea, they've got a new roster this year in, you know, in goal. They've uh, they've got rid of Courtois who now sits on the bench at um, Real Madrid, which is mad. Yeah, which is mad. Three times, it's it, been chopping. I mean, do you it, think it'd have been sold? Oh, you're starting or Courtois? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it was it's a bargain for them. I know he had one year left in his contract, but 35 million for for him, and you know, if you look at 70 million for, you know, we've got, probably got to talk about Kepa, but. Um, it's just a it's just a snip from and it, I mean Courtois at Real Madrid it's, it's sort of it reminds me of my first uh, real girlfriend like you know what I mean it's like the longest four player ever like you know what I mean taking months for anything to happen uh, but when it did it did do you know what I mean so and everyone was happy I think so <laughs> everyone, everyone was happy you know what I mean I was certainly happy you know what I mean and it was over very quickly once it happened do you know what I mean so, <laughs> and, then, and then you sat on a bench for four months <laughs> it's um, and uh, Young love, huh? I wonder where she is now. Um, speaking of young love, uh, the 23-year-old Atletico Bilbao goalkeeper, mm. Kepa, and we're going to call him Kepa because his surname is a bit of a mouthful. Arisa Balaga. Speaking about yeah. young love. Um, <laughs> Arisa Balaga, yeah. So he, he, oh, it's 
Not easy on the tongue, is it? <laughs> Again, <Yes>. young love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not sure what this podcast is turning yeah. into. My, my dad's... What's what's that podcast? Oh, my, my dad's dad right a porno. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's kind of, we're going that way, aren't we? Look, we really like the Tony Football Show. We really like My Dad Loves a Porno. We're just going to milk them together. Milk them together. Milk them together. Oh, look at you. You've right. got it in the mind, mate. So, yeah. Chelsea have bought a 23-year-old goalkeeper, a young lad <laughs> called Kepa Azmara from Atletico Bilbao. Yeah. Early days, again, I mean, look, we're only two, three get games into, uh, well, two games into the Premier League season. Two wins for Chelsea. Um, do you know much about him? Did you know much about him? It was all relatively last minute, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it must have been the under-20s World Cup, 21 World, uh, yeah, under-20 World Cup a couple of years ago. Um and with Spain, stood out, looked great. Last year, I know that you know you look at a lot of the stats and from from uh, La Liga last year, and he didn't stand out really, sort of, um, sort of on that side of things. But from from not the games that I saw, and going back and watch a lot of highlights of the game, you know, he, he was a very solid goalkeeper, you know, and he made a lot of it. He made a lot of saves. But he, like I said, he didn't really stand out sort of save percentage wise. But um, probably let's get one thing straight: he's not a 70 million or eighty million no. euro uh, goalkeeper. You know, when you look back to six months ago, eight months ago, Real Madrid could have had him for twenty million pounds. But it's just because Chelsea tried to get um, Jan Oblak for a hundred million to trigger his transfer uh, release clause. He didn't want to go. So they go for maybe the next best thing. They knew then they had to go it, rather than rather than just lose Courtois free next year and then maybe still have to pay over thirty million, over thirty or forty million. It's sort of it's the best of both worlds. Sort of that, that thirty five million subsidizes the, the move a little bit. So, but it, 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 one worry for me. I watched it against. I watched the Huddersfield Chelsea game. Watched it live and. Yeah. Um, it's just one little thing that worried me that was sort of late on the game he come and took a cross late uh, sort of the last few minutes and he wasn't very do- uh, sort of commanding yeah. didn't really dominate the situation sort of snatched it the second time and it's really s- small sort of sample size you know a couple of games to to, sit, to judge somebody on and there was a lot of talk in the Arsenal game about sort of his arm swing because he's got a really pronounced arm swing when shots are coming in, swings his arms re- really far back before powering them forward to try and get some momentum. And it's good. It, it, that can work for keepers. Some like, some like Manuel Neuer does it re- a, a lot. But for, for shots where they've got time to do it and the time, it's, if you do it early enough yeah. before the shot comes in, then it's useful. Uh, it's not something I would coach, but if it works for somebody, then you probably should just stick with it. Once if it becomes a problem, perhaps like it did, it probably cost him a little bit of time, and maybe he's won the goals against Arsenal. Then you you might have to start looking at it. But that's it, it's early days, and he's going to be put under a lot of pressure, sort of with the ball battery's feet, and expected to play out a lot under Sari. I was thinking about this uh, the other day when when I was putting all the, the notes together for the podcast. Do you think his signing is a little bit like when David de Gea signed to Man United? I mean, people knew who David de Gea was, but he wasn't. Arguably, wasn't the the best goalkeeper in the world at yeah. the time. I think United got him for like twenty, 20 nineteen million. 19, yeah, twenty twenty. Um, he's, but he's. So I think I think the situation is slightly similar mm. in that he's probably not. Well, he's certainly not. Is in was he in the Spain squad? For the yeah, World he was Cup? third choice. He was World third Cup, choice yeah. underneath uh, obviously De Gea and Reina. Yeah. But seventy one million pounds for a goalkeeper is a lot of money at, at, at that level. And obviously, there's 
there's no rhyme or reason sometimes with transfer fees. It's like, well, if you want to miss 71 million quid, you go, well, okay, well, we need him because Thibaut's going to go and sit on the bench. Yeah, well, like I said, it's 35 million less because of the money they've got for Courtois. So, see, from that point of view, pulls it down to about 40, 45. Yeah. I mean, it's still a hell of a lot of money, don't get me wrong. but Seven-year contract. But he, well. Yeah, he's young, but at the same time, I think he's, I mean, he's ahead of what De Gea was then. He didn't he probably won't take as much time to settle he's four years older than when yeah, De Gea is, yeah. came over he is, yeah. and he did I mean he, he looks he looks confident I, do you know what there's one part of that I really like about him that when crosses are coming his position's really good his high positions but when the cross comes in and he, he recognises straight away that he's not going to get the ball he retreats back in his line really quickly really so that's why he, get, he gets himself back in a position and set to make the saves and, he, and he's very good like that in his line that's sort of similar to the likes of De Gea and maybe uh, Casillas as well if we look at um, Chelsea's other goalkeepers they still got Willy Caballero mm-hmm. who didn't have a great World Cup no basically got taken out of the team um, but they've signed a um, they've signed a third choice goalkeeper Robert Green well, well do you know what I've been trying amazing I've been trying to get a, a I know somebody knows Rob and I've been trying to get him to come on so hopefully we'll try and get Rob on the next few weeks because yes. obviously now he's based in London as well now so we'll um, we'll try and get him on and sort of because I, I, I'm i almost sure that I think he signed for them on the Monday but on the Friday before I think he was getting things all his stuff together yeah ready sort of to retire and sort of getting things in order just to announce his retirement and then that came in on the and then the offer came in the Friday afternoon Monday he's got a he's got a, a year's contract with Chelsea <laughs> do you know what I mean it's, I mean it's amazing now what happens like it's you not, know it's it not just, bad is it it is I mean he's had some career you know played at World Cups yet it's I keep saying it, it was the dream so when, when, when I was a, it kind of happened when I was when I was at Barnsley because that's why I went to do a Barnsley really but you know that was just the the dream move. Go and get a third choice. I almost went to I spoke in Middlesbrough when I left there. Uh, when I left Barnsley, maybe used to go in there as, as what year was that? Three. That was two thousand and twelve, thirteen. Did you play with Mido then for that one? No, he came the year after. Right, yeah. thirteen. Yeah, I th- I, yeah. But <sighs> thing is, though, I mean, the uh, manager Keith Hill. He, he I think he stopped talking to me after that because um, I used to. I, I did sort of the. Radio Sheffield commentary for uh, for a lot of the Barnsley games after I'd left that season, and um, I used to have a column in the local newspaper. So and most, I mean, I was really complimentary all the time. Never said anything out of order, you know what I mean? Like, they're all my mates, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. And then yeah, I think he came on against Huddersfield, Mido, and I knew that sort of the bit that had a bit of trouble trying to get sort of his weight down, and um, and they put him under intensive sort of training sessions try and get him fit and he came on for about the last 20 minutes against Huddersfield and I think they were 1-0 down so they obviously needed a goal and he came on the pitch and he just he looked massive yeah. it's like the biggest player I've ever seen on a pitch and he as he the first time when he, as soon as he came on he went back to the in the box to defend a free kick and the ball came over in his area at the back stick and he was on his own and he was sort of like backpedaling to try and head it away and he just fell over do you know what I mean and I just thought oh no and he looked he didn't look great at all he looked really heavy so then the next, in the next week's column I kind of said you know the team weren't doing great I said but it's time now for all the, the big players to step up to the plate unfortunately for me it looks like he's been stepping up to the plate far too often Unbelievable. do you know and, and I just thought that's a great joke that do you know what I mean I'll <laughs> stick that in 
And I don't think it went down too well. No, it wasn't. Unlike Meadows Food. Oh, mate, come on. I know. And that's terrible. He, he was on the show last week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, do you know what? Yeah, I bet he's. There's one thing I've learned the last the last sort of eighteen months doing this. Anybody I dislike is actually really nice people. He was honestly the loveliest bloke. He was so nice, and he, he came on. And he, you know, this is obviously a goalkeeping podcast, but just quick, for anyone, that, he, he put on he, at one point of twenty three stone, twenty three and a half stone. That's a that's a that's a bit that's a that's. It's not easy to get to that. Just and he, he did it within about six months a year. Right. I mean, I, I seen a bit on Saturday. He looked, he slimmed down. He's down to about sixteen stone, but he's still like saying he, you know, he's he's, he's having to keep an eye on it. And, I mean, I, I played against him. He was at Ajax, and he was like a bean pole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he, he was. was yeah, really slim. He was. Yeah, but um, uh, he's like Egyptian royal family, though, isn't he? Oh, well, he's 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 massive in Egypt. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> no, but he's like his family, like part of the like I, aristocracy I over there. I'm not like entirely that. sure actually. Um, Michael Owen, enjoy. Yeah, brilliant. Lovely There's, bloke, well, isn't he? Top. He is. Do you know what? Michael Owen is a thoroughly lovely fella. Can I just put out that? I, I'm, I'm writing a piece about him. This, uh, his interview, and um, I, I wanted. I didn't want to do sort of like the the goal against Argentina yeah, or yeah. blah blah blah, whatever. Like you know, so it sort of focused on his sort of his injuries. Trick against Grimsby. Did oh, he? No. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to focus about the the big yeah. sort of the big things like scoring in the World Cup when yeah. he was eighteen and uh, scoring past mate Petodri in a friendly. Do you know what I mean? All those big moments in his career. I just want to focus on his uh, sort of like uh, I want. Do you know what? I want to make him cry. That's what I want to. Know. I want to make him cry. I want to sort of get yeah. right inside his soul and just rip his heart out. Quite deep, and uh, yeah, and I, and I nearly got there as well. And do you know what? Like I said, you know, a lot of people. Uh, I'm not, obviously not me included, but uh, um, a lot of people sort of criticise him. And he, he, he always like I did. I did something from the World Cup, and he, he put a tweet out there, and the tweets were coming back were horrible. Aye, going about him being boring. He, I've apologised for them. <laughs> <laughs> he was honestly the loveliest bloke I've Aye. met, and really funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, really funny, but he just doesn't come across on camera. So Warm. No, Aye, just in case you're watching soccer, I'm like, it's not easy, is it? And Joey Barton is another one, you know. It was lovely to us as well when, I'm, yeah. when I met him. Do you know? It's just goes well, to show. There we go. But Robert Green, uh, he's in at Chelsea, and just to, to recap on his career because I think it is. It, you know, he's not. He's not. I, I don't think you can class him as a journeyman because the teams oh, that no. he's gone to. He's had a few he's, clubs, but the yeah. big good clubs, aren't they? Norwich, two hundred twenty-three caps. West Ham, two hundred nineteen caps. You, you can easily forget about the, the oh. time at West Ham. If oh, you're not he, a West Ham he's, he's well round. remembered at West Ham. QPR, one hundred twenty rom caps. Uh, Leeds United 46 and Huddersfield last season he didn't get any he was mm-hmm. essentially just uh, back up for, for, for Lussell uh, and then Chelsea he's signed to Chelsea 12 caps for England as well Aye. you know what I mean that's it's not easy World to, Cup to, I to mean you know regardless what happened he's played the World Cup like you know so that that is interesting so uh, Robert Green well done and please, please come on the podcast next we head over to Arsenal now interesting that over the, over the summer uh, new, new manager mm. are they going to buy a new goalkeeper what's going to happen the, the situation we've talked about it last season with you know Czech's first choice and then Ospina is essentially in the shadows playing the League Cup games. Well, Ospina guy's got Napoli, isn't he? He's gone to yeah. Napoli on a I think a season long loan. Um, but they've brought on the new keeper, a keeper that a lot of people know about. He wasn't in the he wasn't at the World Cup, but he's of German pedigree, Bernd Lano. And you expect him to be starting, and he doesn't. No. Petr goes to the gym and. Whoa! Oh man, look at him! Isn't he? The, the, just they come back the Hulk. That's I don't know. It was just because the top was extra tight or what. But wow! Yeah. I mean, 
He's a big hunk of man now, isn't he? He is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you, do you know what? There's, there's been a lot of stick thrown his way, you know, because of that touch that nearly went into the uh, into the goal against who was that first game? Man City. Man City, yeah. And a lot of criticism about sort of his perceived inability to play out the back, but I know he doesn't look as natural as other keepers, and he probably won't look as natural as what maybe Burn Leno does. And I know that a lot of people are saying it's a strength of, of, of Leno's. But we're not talking about a keeper who sort of who spends half, half his career before the back pass rule came in. Yeah. He was 10 year old when the back pass rule came in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he's lived through it all in a football terms. And he can do it. The difference is here that it's Manchester City. And Manchester City, uh, one of the best teams of pressure. Oh yeah, Th- them and Liverpool, the two best teams of pressure. Yeah, yeah, and so and not just that they do it intelligently. So they don't just race at you and sort of, uh, you know, give you an easy option just to sidestep and whatever. They position themselves well on the pitch, so they don't give you many options. So, okay, he's been asked to to play out, and he'll, they're going to take that to the sort of nth degree, because that's the way they want to play. So they're going to have some teething troubles and. And to and in my mind, the two games he's played, in in sort of in, the, in goalkeeping terms, yeah. he's been brilliant. He's made some great saves against City. Made some great saves against Chelsea. They probably should have. They missed some great chances. Arsenal yeah. the weekend. Some three absolute, you know, hundred percent chances. Was Awobi's one went. Yeah, Aubameyang. Aubameyang's one. Yeah, it was a great game to watch again as a neutral. I mean, and it was you know. It was, uh, it was kind of everything you want, really. Yeah, but I mean, I, I do want Leno to play in a way because I want to see how he'll do, like, you know. But and also, again, not not cheap, do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, in, not And at Arsenal, all. in the past, haven't spent money. And they certainly wouldn't spend money to then just put someone like that on the bench. Yeah. And it was interesting, people were talking, is Czech going to stay? And obviously, he's still on the contract. And I, I don't think he's the kind of guy that would, would shy away. He's obviously fought for his place and mm. in pre-season has gone, right, you know, you're not having, I'm not going to lie down here. You're going you're gonna to have to take it off me. Start and that's what's happening for breakfast, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's injecting him. Because he looked absolutely huge. Beefed up. Still, still Aaron Ramsey as well looked absolutely. Well, yeah, there was a photo of them two coming back into training. So it was really interesting. Uh, so yeah, it'd be good to see Burton Leno, but at the same time, I mean, fair play to check for, for you know for, for getting his 19 Weetabix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, move on to uh, Premier League uh, newcomers, but then, you know, the, you know <laughs> back from the wilderness, um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mm. They have got a goalkeeper. His name is Rui Patricio. Another stunner. <laughs> I mean, it's an absolute coop. Aye. Coop? Coo? Coop? No, uh, it's a coop. Is it's it a coop? coop yeah. Is it a coop? Chicken coop. Is it a coup like a political overthrow? Yeah, no, that is not a coop. No, oh. that, that, no, yeah, a coup. A coop. Um, yeah, um, I've just Googled it. It's an instance of successfully achieving something difficult. So I'd say. Wolverhampton Wanderers four years ago probably wouldn't have been able to get Rui Patricio. They've achieved a coup. They've got Rui Patricio, <laughs> um, not a coup. They have though. It's um, yeah. I, I watched the um, Wolves did the core company for Wolves Everton the first game of the season, and it was he didn't really have a great deal to do. Didn't but I think sometimes I think I might have said it before. You can you can just look at a player and sort of whether they have a good game or a bad game and tell whether they're a good player or not. Like yeah. you know. And, and he's one of those. I mean, you think, I don't know, he was, he was going to go to, uh, he's supposed to go to Napoli for like sort of, I don't know, 30, 40 million or summit before the, um, or summit. So if yeah. any, if anybody doesn't understand that, uh, that it means something. 
or summit or summit um yeah 30 40 million and you know you end up going there on well, a free i mean this yeah but they, still might, they still might have to pay some sort yeah. of and obviously the situation at sporting uh ain't great mm. a lot of players have just resigned have left mm. because of what's going on there sporting club de portugal yeah, so Sporting has been, or Sporting Club. Did Portugal. I say Lisbon? No, no. I no, said no, Lisbon. Yeah. No, but just it's a common uh, mistake that people made. There is no Sporting CP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, basically, three hundred and twenty-seven appearances, which you know, it's not bad. Oh no, you, I'm, I'm just surprised he's he stayed there so long. To be honest with you, and seventy-three uh, caps for Portugal. European champion as well. Oh. Under his belt, right. still European yeah. champion until uh, until uh, two thousand twenty. Uh, they look great. I know they've, they've got one point against Everton. I know they've got a bit of Leicester. Leicester, a decent team this season. But Portugal, it doesn't matter what the score is or who they're playing against. It's going to be a, a great game. Portugal, Wolves. <laughs> but well, it's it's turning into a European team. Yeah, it is Portugal. Yeah, it is essentially Portugal. Yeah. I've got him in my fantasy football team. Um, yeah. On the bench, fantasy at the moment. sexual partners. I've got, I've got him in. Uh, well, it's him in. Uh, it's him in. Be- <laughs> Alison. I mean, honestly, very attractive. We've got an absolute. We might have to have like uh, the most beautiful goalkeeper awards. We can do that. No problem at all. <laughs> I love that. You start. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. Right. Should we take them? Should we take them all out for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, that. I've got uh, Matty Ryan and Rupert Trucio in as my two goalkeepers in oh, a fantasy football team. Matty so. did well the weekend. Uh, he, he did do well. So uh, welcome, Rui, to uh, Wolves. Uh, Swansea are in the championship. They, they sell their goalkeeper Lucas Fabianski. Yeah. He's now at West Ham. Yeah, it, it, he's done done all right as well. Last couple he's, of games, he's doing all right. Yeah, he's, he's made a lot of saves that could have been eight and nine nil against um, Liverpool. Easy. Um, he made a couple of great saves at the weekend against Bournemouth. And do you know what? Come on. I feel very sorry for him because he's still he's continued the great form there at Swansea, but West Ham have been <laughs> awful, especially against Liverpool. I don't know what they're doing. I really don't know what they're doing. They just. It's not like they worked some on something, yeah. and I like, took the manager to his uh, to to exact words rather than just playing the game that ha- happened in front of them. Yeah, they've sort of like done carried out everything to the sort of I don't know just to, to the to the letter rather than playing naturally organically. Yeah, exactly. It's yes, kind of like, it, it, so well, we can't do that. He didn't say do that. So they played a high, a stupidly high line, let a lot of width into the uh, down the sides for Liverpool to take. Uh, to take advantage of and if anybody's going to do that it's going to be Liverpool it's a bit dark in here isn't it there we go turn the lights on mate because it was a bit dark yeah. and also the clouds have just come over yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. metaphor for West Ham yeah, so I've, I've, season, so it's a good cool. sign for West Ham we hopefully for Lucas's sake that they he's get, a great shot stopper isn't he he's an absolute cracking shot stopper and I feel a little bit sorry for Adrian I'm not going to lie to you mm-hmm. I don't think he's been given a full season to Develop and have, have have a go at being first choice. Obviously, last mm. season Joe Hart was in the way. Before that, was it? Uh, it was it was uh, up against him in season four. Darren Randolph. It was Randolph. Yeah. It was just about called Darren Rudolph. Darren Rudolph. No, he's a reindeer. Um, so Lucas Fabianski. He's a goalkeeper deer. Goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper deer. What? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Yeah, three coffees. Three <laughs> three coffees. <laughs> that explains why you. I've been up since quarter past five, man. Have you actually? Right. I, do you know what time I got up? Seven. Um, <laughs> the girlfriend gets up far too early, but I mean, it's not time for a domestic. Ben Foster has gone from West mm. Brom to Watford. Uh, he is their new number one goalkeeper. He is currently keeping out Gomez, mm. which is no mean feat. No. Um, 
Ben Foster, again, like like Fabianski, and I guess like Robert Green, apart from when he went to QPR, is just one of those goalkeepers that will just stay in the Premier, <laughs> Premier League, will find the club in the Premier League and will do a job. He's solid, he's reliable. Do you uh, know what I mean? End of, it, end of the season, last season, few of those saves, obviously there was a, a, he did a couple of face saves, didn't he? Aye. But he was... Uh, West Brom very nearly stayed up last season, oh, and it was all due to uh, due to Ben Foster. A couple of great saves against Newcastle, when I was watching them as well. But against solid and start the season well, two wins, haven't they? Watford, not bad, is it? All right, and they've they brought in some uh, some some decent players, Watford. I mean, and they've uh, they're making a none of them I can remember. No, nor can I. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. Uh, ben Hamer, uh, he was uh, Leicester last season, got a few games, and now he's current first choice at Huddersfield. Now Ben Hamer. Mate of mine, very funny, lovely lad. Again, I'd stick him in the, he'd, he, I'd stick him in the good-looking goalkeeper awards. Mm-hmm. But he would base, he'd, he'd own a coffee shop in East London. Do you know what I mean? A bit hipster. Is his beard that long? Is it? It used to be proper long, like proper beard oil level, oh. like really, really long. Last that. season, season before that, um, he signed uh, to Huddersfield, and it, again, kind of came out of the blue a little bit. That signing um, on the surface, a good, good move from him. And uh, Lossell. Uh, Last season was on a long uh, season-long loan from yeah, Mines, and I think they made it permanent. They did, yeah. They did. Two and a half million. Um, two and a half million. So you kind of expected, oh, Lossell will be the main keeper. They've invested in him. He did well last season. Well, they you, had a, I mean, you didn't expect him to, to Lossell his place, did you? Should we get you another coffee? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Ben Hamer's first choice at the moment. And bless Ben, and I am mates with him, so I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Um, I'll, I'll, you know... It's not been great start. No, and already Huddersfield favourites to go down because of quite a poor, poor start. I said I watched that Huddersfield Chelsea game. I just thought, you know, they're going over the top two, which I just thought they could have done better. A few with a couple of the goals, certainly with them. Um, I don't know that was. Uh, I think it was Cantier the first one where it sort of was hitting the ground. Maybe that's taking them by surprise a little bit, rather than hitting it cleanly. Sort yeah. of sclaffed it a little bit, and they didn't really move his feet. And there was a one v one later on with. Was it Pedro scored? It might have been Pedro, yeah. I'm not sure. So, and he got fooled a little bit by a little skip, Jorginho's little skip when he came to take his penalty. So, there was that. And then again, City. Look, it's difficult against City. It, but do you know what I mean? He started was... off really well, though. Yeah. He made a couple of great saves. He looked decisive. And I thought, oh, well, you know, good on him. Like, you know, he's, he's rectified that. And then as a goal started going in, then there was obviously that fumble at the near post. Yeah. It was. And it, that fumble at the near post, I dare say, that technique he used where it's sort of like. It just seems like that was the hardest way he could have thought about catching the ball. Great dis- position, great decision to come and cut it out. Yeah. But it was always going to be difficult for catch when he spilled it. And so obviously, I mean, in a lot of games, he could spill that and get away with it. You just can't do it when Sergio no, Aguero's about. Because that, that man does not piss about. Do you know what I mean? And uh, he's almost like telepathic. Yeah. So as soon as the ball goes in, he's always on his way into the keeper. Like any good striker... But he's just he's just world class. So it's it's been a it's been a tough start from. So it'll be interesting to see but what happens this weekend. Hamer always quick off his line as well, isn't he? Do you yeah. know what I mean, that's what I've yeah. noticed. Even uh, he's, he's, like, he's definitely not. It doesn't stay at him, does it? No, he's uh, <laughs> does it stay at him? Sorry, mate, you're gonna have to translate. Stay that, at him. Mate. Stay at home. Yeah. Right. Okay. I thought it's, you were trying to joke. Shots. Him. Scottish. Stay at him. Him. Stay at him. Yeah. Yeah. Him. I think it comes from the Danish uh, for for home, which is yem. We oh, say that in Sunderland. I'm ganning yem. so cultural. That's what we say in Sunderland. We say yeah. I'm ganning So from that east, down that east coast, all sort of when the Vikings came, they left a lot of the language there, you know? Yeah. And do you say home in Sunderland? No, we say yem. Yem. Go on yem. We go on yem. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. 
Uh, <laughs> this podcast is great. Uh, Cardiff. Oh, is it raining? Oh, it is raining. Oh, ah. So I've got me Macman. Macman. I've got to be Macman. Macman. This is so Macman. Um, I have got a moped outside. <laughs> 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 oh, it said it wasn't going to oh, rain. It's good job we haven't got any meetings after this. I've got so many meetings after this, mate. It's <laughs> unbelievable. So, Cardiff, Neil Etheridge. Now, to be fair, that just sounds like you, you, your dad's mate, doesn't it? Yeah. He's just like a norm, but he plays for the Philippines. Yeah, it's not a very Philippines-type name, is it, no, really? It Do you know what I mean? No. Well, to be fair, he was born in Enfield. Well, that'd be why, then. Yeah. Um, but I, it, 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 another handsome chap, again. Very handsome chap. Very handsome. And he's, he's uh, on the list. He's, um, yeah, he's on the list, isn't he? We'll be on Probably. the list if we keep continuing like this. Exactly. Uh, or the register, anyway. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, he's what he's a keeper who's worked really hard. Uh, am I right in saying he, he played in Denmark? Did he go to... No, he didn't. Did he not? No, not at all. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> you ask me which goalkeeper went to Denmark. Go on, where, you? Where, where was he playing before? Well, he basically he started. Uh, um, he grew, grew up in uh, Enfield, and then his youth career was Chelsea, and then he went to Fulham, and then from there, Fulham were sent out on loan to Leatherhead, Charlton Athletic, Bristol Rovers, Crew Alexandra, then went to Oldham for a year, then back to Charlton on loan, then Charlton full time, and it wasn't until he got to Walsall in 2015 uh, where he basically had 81 appearances for them and then he made his claim last season in Cardiff but apparently I've got a mate who's a Walsall fan said he was brilliant when he was at Walsall yeah uh, do you know what they've got uh, I'm not sure about now because he left but Neil Cutler who used to be the goalkeeping coach at Walsall he's at, uh, he's at West Brom now right really highly rated does a great job with his goalkeepers and I'm sure he'll be one of the main reasons why Neil's where he is now and because he's, he's come down that path you know, along with a lot of all the keepers we've talked about, Nick Pope and and, and John Pickford deserves his success. He's yeah. worked really hard to get where he is, and um, two games in his Premier League life saves a penalty in each of the games. Keeps his first clean sheet against Newcastle. It's a great start for him. It's not bad, is it? A lot. Of, there's a few Cardiff fans. Sorry, go on then. No, I was going to say Alex Smith is number two at Cardiff. Well, this is it. I I would you know, you think about Ben Hamer coming in, and you. you don't think that Lussell's going to lose his place. I thought that Smithies would have went straight yeah, yeah. in there, and and it would have been bad news for Neil. But obviously, that's what it does. It, it pre-season it brings some competition in, and you know it and brings the best out of some he was people. Great at QPR and Huddersfield. As yeah, well, great penalty, penalty record as well. We, but with, with with Neil Etheridge, it's um, I forget what I was going to say now. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh yeah, yeah. Talking to some Cardiff fans, and saying they're actually thinking that uh, Neil Warnock should tell Cardiff to give another penalty away on purpose on Saturday so that he gets a chance of saving three penalties in a row which will be a record I think oh really yeah. okay I mean I think that's illegal mm. um, but well they haven't got any money on it no well yeah so fair enough yeah, just, well just, not that I know of anyway. well he might have a clean sheet bonus you never know which then anyway let's we've got to move on because we've got to get out of this um, hot as soon as the rain's mm. come down it's got really hot Yeah, the rain has stopped okay. so hopefully I might not um, die on my bike uh, Southampton uh, Angus Gunn has been brought in mm. uh, McCarthy is still number one which basically means that uh, Fraser Forster isn't, sales, isn't, is not in the squad. Like this time last year, Fraser Forster was probably hoping to be in with a sniff at going to the World Cup, and this year it's looking that he's probably going to be going out to, is it, I think, Besiktas? Or no, it was it Besiktas, was it? No, maybe not. No, that's uh, 
Caris, which we're talking about. I can just base if I, I've got a, a website called Google. If I just type in <laughs> Google, and then basically yeah, but he, he's Fraser Forster continues to be lined with Besiktas. Oh really? Two okay. days ago from Saints marching. That's oh, so the, the uh, reputable uh, news outlet. But but if um, this is what's happened in certainly in English football, we've always had sort of like strong goalkeeping departments but it's never been as strong as this you know you no. see the strength and depth look at um, Burnley Pope Heaton Hart and uh, Southampton Southampton and, uh, I've spoken about this somewhere before I think Southampton and, and Burnley are thinking Brexit here <laughs> English think, goalkeepers yeah stockpiling them so when Brexit comes in yeah. and then European players uh, there's restriction on European players then You'll be uh, then their English goalkeepers worth more, then they just cash in. Boom! Robert Green is one of Chelsea's homegrown footballers. He is, yeah. <laughs> Along with, do you know who else is in one of uh, Chelsea's homegrown footballers? Cesc Fabregas. Of course, yeah. He's mad, Kim isn't it? Um, Angus Gunn, he got brought in. Uh, he, they sold him. Um, Man City, Man City sold him, Man City yeah. sold him even. Um, so he'd gone over there during the, I think it was during the World Cup, wasn't it? Man City, uh, their first choice keeper is Edison. Their second choice keeper is currently injured. Claudio Bravo is ruptured mm. his Achilles tendon, which means that if Edison goes injured, then Daniel Grimshaw, the twenty-year-old lad, is now number two. Yeah, and they've, took, uh, they've brought back Aron Muric from um, uh, Nak Breda. Oh, do they? Yeah, he's sort of he's a year younger than uh, Daniel Grimshaw, but he's probably a year ahead in development wise. Yeah, okay. uh, they've been desperate to get Muric out on loan to game some some games. Where's he? Is it what? What? what where's he? He from? is. Um, he's nationality Swiss, but he's born in Montenegro. Moved, right, okay. He moved to Switzerland when he was three, and um, big lad. Yeah. Confident, great wheat ball at his feet. They've got high hopes for for both him and, and Grimmy. So they've got options, basically. Yeah, so they, they've got strength and depth. And what they're looking for is really is they could have went out and bought and or acquired the best thirty five plus goalkeeper there was around, like Robert, other clubs Robert around. Green. Like well, yeah, like Robert Green. The lines off. Yeah, they, they could have, but because they've got so much strength and depth in the in the goalkeeping department to attract. Goalkeepers yeah. to the club, they obviously want to say, "Well, you can play." Yeah, exactly. You, you're going to be you, you're, go, you're going to be yeah. You're going to be closer to the, yeah. the first team than you will be at say Chelsea or something yeah. like that. You know, so I tell you, they should have looked at a um, goalkeeper called Joe Hart. Yeah, Joe Hart. He was uh, he used to be at um, uh, Man City. Uh, finally, uh, Fulham. Yeah, complete overhaul. They brought Ooh. in four thousand three hundred thirty-two players. I think on transfer deadline day, thirty-three players on deadline day. Yeah. On not, on not on deadline day. No, man. I'm just saying one more than you. Oh, we yeah. should practice this. I know, yeah. um, but they did bring in two keepers, uh, both Spanish. Yeah. Uh, one called Fabri from Besiktas. Yeah. From Besiktas um, which have I mean, Besiktas have got a lot of birth time today. Yeah. Uh, and a Spanish keeper from Sevilla, Sergio Rico, uh, yeah. which means that Marcus Bettinelli is now third choice. Um, and Yukanovic has said that he wants three keepers in his squad. Again? And, he's, and he's been quite blase about it, going. Uh, yeah. Oh, we've got to get we've got to get out. Uh, he's basically said um, we need three keepers, and uh, that's what I've got. We, we, we've been asked to go. We've got to go. <laughs> we've literally got to leave here. Yeah, come on, so, then. should we chat about Fulham next well, time? Next we'll, time, we'll do an in depth on Fulham next yeah. time. Uh, listen, we have actually we've got being kicked out of the studio because it is uh, <laughs> we, we we overstepped our uh, our welcome. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, welcome back. We're going to be coming back uh, regularly. Uh, 
from now on we've got big guests coming up if you've enjoyed the podcast please do leave a lovely little uh, review on iTunes it all helps us go up the ratings so more people can listen to it uh, you've been absolutely lovely David say thank you very much to the guys thank you very much to the guys and I'd like to say thank you very much to the guys as well uh, and we'll be doing our good looking goalkeepers thing uh, soon this has been the number one podcast good day good night goodbye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 